You have found the Open Eclectic Podcast, where Nate and Josh talk about everything from mobile games to books to pet peeves to cars to toys. Our interests run eclectic, and we're open to more. Welcome to the Open Eclectic. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Open Eclectic with my friend Josh over here. Hi. And my friend Nate over there. Hi. I always feel bad about like, see, right when I was saying that, I was like, I'm going to say my name first because I'm talking. But then I'm like, you know what? I want to say Josh. I'm going to say Josh's name first. Sometimes I want to defer to, I don't want to be like too, you know, feels like I'm like grandstanding or something. It's like me me, and Josh. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where like, you never know. You just have to, just have to go with it. Just let it so, go. Maybe maybe switch it up. I always think about like stealing stuff from other podcasts too that do a really good job. Like um, the uh, it's not called the Force Cast anymore. It's Rebel Force Rebel Force Radio. Those guys are always like my good friend and yours, Jimmy Mack, and you know they introduce each other and it's this kind of this great thing. But yeah, I also don't want to be like, well, I stole it from them. You know. Imitation, sincerest form of flattery, and all that. I don't know that they would care. I don't think they would either. And you know, if you hear something cool, and and it works, I mean, just you know, just do it. It's not like you're straight up just like copying them. Like True. you're not copying like everything they do and just being like a like a facsimile of oh, of sure. this show. You know, it's just you know, performers. I mean, what's that thing about like stand up comedians? Like they say like, oh, everybody steals jokes. Yeah. From everybody else. Well, there's a to quote one of my favorite artists who's actually quoting another artist. Uh, you got to steal like an artist. It's fine to just rip stuff off. Just like don't pretend that it's yours if you're ripping it off. And number two, like find a way to make it your own. Right. You know. Otherwise, like there'd only be one podcast. There'd only be one TV show. There'd only be one movie. Right. Somebody. I mean, start the ball rolling. Exactly. You know, you got people who who blaze the trails, and you got and and they're. I guess not the first person to ever do stuff. I mean, they were, I guess they were being inspired by something else, but it's like everything that comes after it, you know, has its, you know, has its inspirations and what kind of stuff is, you know, what got you into whatever this is, you know, whatever it is you're doing or whatever it is they're doing. And it's like your influences. And so it's like, it's a, you know, like you said, as long as you're not just straight up ripping it off and calling it your own, and you're kind of, you know, you give credit where credit's due, you know, it's like, it's kind of an honorable thing almost to yeah, kind of carry it on. And like you said, make it your own. There's always this, this big, like, to-do about, um, it, it seems like in music a lot, it happens in music a lot, where the, like, people are like, oh, you, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you ripped off Tom Petty, or... You know, whoever else ripped off somebody else, and it's kind of, you know, it's like, I mean, I guess in a way, they're ripping it off a little bit. I guess. I mean, everybody's kind of like, certainly only so much you can do. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, and that's that's exactly what I was I was trying to go for. Like, I had read somewhere, I don't, probably on Reddit. Probably. Open Eclectic still not sponsored by Reddit, by the way. Um, yeah. So they were talking about some. There was some new lawsuit it was a different artist that that was was being sued for for copying something it might have been like ed sheeran maybe i don't know 
I don't think I've ever heard a Ned Sheeran song. I think you probably have, but you don't realize probably, it. Well, actually, no, I have, because I think I thought it was Justin Timberlake. Oh, really? But it wasn't. It seemed like there was, for a while, there was like a slew of musical artists where like you just, I don't know, they sounded really similar. I feel like there was there was a couple of guys, and they all, to me, it was it sounded like they were trying to be the next Michael Jackson. Mm. a little bit like they kind of they had that kind of sound and vibe to it they didn't quite do the yeah that that kind of stuff (laughs) (laughs) but they definitely had that just that same kind of vibe and feel a little bit like the weekend for a little while was very i love the weekend do you i haven't heard a lot of the weekend but i love i love what he's doing Um, i like it i try and pretend like i can't feel my face is about eating really spicy salsa Mm. But it's about cocaine. <laughs> but it's it? not, and it's. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Yeah, um. Anyway, but I love it. Yeah, I do love it. So whatever. So I read it on Reddit. On Reddit, somebody, some artists getting sued, and, and somebody made that point. They're like, you know, it gets, like you said, it gets to a, a point where it's like you can only innovate so much with you know with this, the time signature and and yeah. you know style of music and all that. So it's like. Okay, but yeah, so I mean, it's like uh, clearly any podcast is going to have its, its, you know, its its influences and, and everything, so long story short, I don't think we should feel too bad if we yeah. if we crib some catchphrases yeah. from other places. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. Um, so let's see, how long has it been since we recorded last? It's been one week since yeah, you... Yeah, it's been one week. Since I looked at you, that's bit. I can't remember. Yeah. Watching X Files and the lights on. With all the maze on. I hope the smoke man's in this one. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's probably been what a month or so. I think. Yeah. So in our time, it's so this is an interesting thought experiment. Sometimes maybe it's not. Actually, it'll probably turn out to be stupid. But I don't care. For us, it's been about a month. <laughs> But for the listeners, <laughs> it's been two weeks. Yeah. And we've, we've got a couple, what, we have two or three more. We're going to be releasing one on we- this coming, like, three days from now, right? Yeah. This is Sunday night, by the way. Not that you care, but it is. So Wednesday, we're going to release number four? I think we're up to four. Yeah. I think we got and we have two what, in the can. Two four, or three can. five, maybe six. I'm really proud of us. Me too. For working ahead. Me too because yeah i definitely we got you know as school starts and that kind of thing there's just so much going on right at this time of the year that yeah i was like there's no way we could record the last couple of weeks and you were out of town one weekend and i might have been out of town and so yeah just yeah uh, if you vacations can, family ahead. obligations that kind of thing yeah yeah I really like your shoes, by the way. I know we're all over the place here, but you got some cool shoes. Thank you. I, uh, f- for those of you who can't see them, they're Vans, uh, and they're in the they're burgundy, burgundy kind of almost like a dark wine, yeah, red wine specifically. That's a good. That's a good description. The, the low cut with the white stripe on the sides. I like them quite a bit. These are probably, um, especially for the color and the fit, probably my favorite pair of shoes that I've had in a very long time. Are they comfortable? Yeah, I find them to be pretty comfortable. Because I always think that those, like, Vans or, like, the Converse shoes that are just, like, flat 
on the bottom. They are skateboarder shoes. They're pretty. They are pretty flat. Although I've noticed that the Vans, um, some of the newer ones that are coming out with, have like a comfort fit, where the sole is a little thicker, and there's like extra memory foam padding in there. Oh. Um, they've realized that some of their fan base has been aging and needs GA. <laughs> I was gonna say like shoes. when do when do Vans turn into old people <laughs> shoes? So yeah, like New uh, Balance or something like I that. I don't have any of those like extra comfy ones, but probably my next pair I'll, I'll think about getting the extra comfy ones. So these uh, the I've always had a huge affinity for Vans. And by always, I mean literally since I was at least 4. It's uh, a long time. It's a long time, and I know this because when I was a kid, uh, I would watch Miami Vice in syndication. Yeah. And of course the coolest of the cool main character Sonny Crockett James Sonny Crockett uh he had always wore these like white slip-on deck shoes and my mom was always like well those are vans and stuff and I was like I want a pair of those and I would (laughs) beg and beg and beg and finally I would have some and I just I wore the heck out of those things did you have the same same shoe that he had I don't I so to this day actually I haven't looked into it to know if they were even vans or not but they were just that kind of slip-on deck sh- canvas mm. deck shoe, because he lived on a boat with an as- well, with his alligator. Because I thought I thought that those like those stereotypical like deck shoes were like, God, not it's like like is it Sperry or something. There's some name. Oh, could be yeah. Of course, this is probably what all like the really like the the rich like New England uh, well, he would be polo playing people would wear. Florida. Although he wasn't like a Florida man, so I don't know. Well, if he was a Florida man, truly he wouldn't have shoes on. He probably wouldn't have shoes, or they would definitely be like Sperry's. That's it. Sperry's. Oh, nice. Boom. Or just some weird like knockoff brand. Anyway. But yeah, that was my that was my obsession. So I think a part of my affinity for Vans definitely comes from like as a kid wanting to you know just wear deck shoes and live on a boat with my alligator when I grew up. That'd be sweet. And I that was when I lived in Southern California, so the idea seemed plausible at the time. And now that I live in Nebraska, I'm like, well, things went very different. I mean, there's still lakes that you could live on around here. Yeah, yeah sure. Capital Beach, sure. Be right in town. Yeah. I've been there once. Sounds like a nightmare to try and live on, though. <laughs> certainly not. Certainly not with my alligator. Not with our winters. Well, I mean, you keep him inside. <laughs> <laughs> just like keep him in a tub or something I, yeah. I don't know i mean i was gonna do the whole thing my alligator's pet my alligator's name was gonna be elvis and everything just like just like sunny crockett i should watch you know i've never actually in my life i've probably only seen like i don't even think i've seen it like if you put all the episodes like chunks that i've seen together i don't think they would even equal one episode really i think i've seen more of nash bridges than i have of of uh, Miami Vice. I found that show like in fits of insomnia. I'd like cruise my free channels on my little like bowl box TV with like the two the two dials to click the channels. Yeah. Those of you who have only experienced flat screens, this is going to be a total mystery to you. But mm-hmm. that's all right. They had a nice satisfying clunk when yes, you turn the channel. Yes, they did. And I found Nash Bridges on there, and I was like, "Ooh, Don Johnson's in a show." Right? I had no idea. Cheech Marin. <laughs> That's right, he was in that show too. And then as, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's just like a, it's basically just slightly modern Miami Vice. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a little funnier. Yeah. Because Cheech Marin can't help but be Cheech Marin, which I love him yeah. for. 
Uh, the music probably wasn't as cool. It wasn't as it wasn't as no. edgy, I'm sure, as Miami Vice was. Well, Miami Vice did a lot of things. Like a, that, it was a trail, like kind of was a, a trailblazer, pioneer, yeah. or a trailblazer. It, you know, all of their. I feel like we've talked about this before, but I don't care because it's one of my favorite shows of all time. So I will talk about it again and probably again, and probably again. It's okay. But they coordinate the uh, like the set design would coordinate the actors' outfits to their backgrounds, and then the. Um, it was one of the first TV shows to have stretches where there was no dialogue and like only music, mm. and it really it just blew yeah, people's like, minds. Wasn't it one of the first shows, or maybe the first show to have like, like actual like a like a popular music soundtrack, like not just like a like a. Uh, that I can't swear to. It did definitely have popular music soundtrack. And like, had, I mean, Phil Collins was... He was in an episode or two. He was? Yes. Oh, uh, Phil's great. Yeah. I love Phil. And it's funny Phil, if you're listening, I love you. Yeah. Well, I do too. Same. Not as much as Nate, I will admit, but definitely love you. He was also in uh, Hook. He what? was. He was the detective. Like, no. the Brit, the Brit detective guy. I am going to have to go back and watch that classic Robin Williams because I do not remember him in that at all. I heard that Glenn Close was in that movie as like a... Was it Glenn Close? She was the Boo Box. Yeah, the The Boo Box box. Not the Boo, but no. No, not the Boo. Yeah, that was her. And I I just found that out like maybe last year. I was like, wait, that's Glenn Close? Oh my God, it's Glenn Close. Yeah. What a bizarre... That's hilarious. That's like just awesome. Bit thing. I wonder how. I, 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 there's got to be an interview of her like talking about it because I want to know how she landed that and how she got into. Uh, I don't know. Like, did she just know what was going on? And was like, I want to be in this picture. You, you let me do it, and I'm going to be, you know, Steve, baby, Steven. Yeah. Come on. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think I would refuse Glenn Close. If I was I making mean, a movie and she's... she came up to me and said, "Excuse me, sir, I'm going to be in this movie," I'd say, "What? Well, of course you are." Okay, how many classic, like almost like, like, film royalty people could could do that? I feel like a Meryl Streep would be one. So like, there's the um, um, Ben that? Kingsley probably, right? Yeah, I think Ben <laughs> Kingsley probably could. I think there's probably some like man Hollywood royalty. I think at this point, present day Keanu Reeves, I bet could walk onto any oh. set. And say, by the way, I'm in this movie. Absolutely, but he wouldn't. Like, of course he wouldn't. Mr. No, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't because he's too nice. He's a gentleman. Um, but like, if they wanted to, I feel you know. Yeah. Meryl Streep is always held up as like the top, or like Barbara Streisand, or Dustin Hoffman. Maybe I don't, I don't think Barbara or Dustin, much as I love them both, I don't think they have the juice to do that anymore. I think there well, was a point where they could have. Yeah, but like, I think there was a point where Tom Cruise could have also. I think he still could because he would strike fear in people and they would just let him do it because of what is behind him. Scientology? The entire weight of the Church of Scientology. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think, do you think, do you think you could be intimidated that much by Tom Cruise? I mean, granted, we don't know Tom. Yeah. Like you personally, like if you had a project that you're working on. If Tom came up to me, like... (coughs) tomorrow and was like uh, excuse me uh fat bald man um (laughs) (laughs) i would be very intimidated by would you i don't i don't know i don't i don't know Mm -hmm. i want to say that i wouldn't be but if i was in the industry 
the industry, you know, right. quote unquote. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people in the industry, and there's a lot of the people that are in the industry aren't, you know, aren't, uh, you know, it's behind the scenes stuff. It's the thankless, thankless yeah. type work, and sure, I don't know. I don't know how they feel when they're, you know, if they're ever, if they ever meet, you know, <laughs> big actors or whatever. If they're just like, uh. Yes. I think I've heard some interviews from, from some actors who get who are like big names now that get starstruck from other actors that they either grow up with or were just adjacent to mm-hmm. that they haven't worked with, that kind of thing. So I think that kind of makes sense. I just, I don't know. I don't know if Tom Cruise could walk onto any, because that's really the threshold too. It's like somebody who could walk onto any movie, regardless of its genre or production value and could just be like, I'm going to be in this movie. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I definitely mm. think... I think that like Jennifer Lawrence could do it. Really? Kind of, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like she's been like... She's not... Her, her star has kind of waned. Really? I mean, she was huge for like five or six years but like when was the last time you heard anything from jennifer lawrence well it's not like in a in the in like the lead role but it's in that same thing like in hook you know where it's like true she walks in and says i'm gonna be in this movie and they said of course you are here's your makeup and your costume by the way we're gonna put you in this boo box <laughs> you know i think not the boo box. for for an equivocal type role because i mean you couldn't i don't think anybody in hollywood could walk onto a set and be like i'm taking over this movie and it would just happen Oh no, no, I don't think so. Um, now, with is that what Robin happened Williams. with her with Gun Close? She just walked on and like I don't know the full story behind that. I, I just, think I'd read a, I don't know, a little bit about it. I hear rumors and whispers. Did Glenn Close play a pirate? Yes, yes, she did. Oh my goodness, twelve hidden celebrity cameos. Should we just like Google Google stuff and then just like I think this is happening. Talk about it. Number one or first on the list. Okay, well, so do you want me to start with number one on the list here? It, it starts with one. I feel like they should have started with 12. But It's hard to know. That doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. Okay. So Richard Branson in Casino Royale. Um, this might be an offensive question. Who is Richard Branson? See, I was actually thinking that, and I'm like, oh, yeah. He's the, the virgin like airline, the rich dude who founded Virgin Airlines and recently flew into space. And Jeff Bezos? The other one. Uh, I don't know who the other one is. <laughs> anyway, so oh, uh, right, cool. Good he's a rich guy who owns Virgin Atlantic, um, or the Virgin Group, which I think you know includes an airline and record company. I think they have a record company. Uh, anyway, so he was in Casino Royale. I did not know that. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen Casino Royale. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, okay, now we're going old school. A film I still haven't seen, but I need to see. George Harrison in Life of Brian. You know, I also have not seen Life of Brian. Is okay. So George Harrison is of the uh, uh, cockroaches, Beatles, Beatles yeah. right? Okay, yep. good. So I'm actually not. I'm actually not a Beatles fan. I actually, kind of. Eh, that's okay. just kind of okay. So I, if I remember correctly, not only was he in Life of Brian, but he financed. I want to say he financed Life of Brian, or he financed the Monty Python movie. Okay, yeah. So it says here he co-produced Life of Brian. Um, they the the group the you know the whatever the the Monty Python group couldn't finance their second film. 
Yeah. So George Harrison, who was a longtime fan, put up his own money and started a production company to fund it. Yeah, because he loved the Flying Circus show that that Mm -hmm. Monty Python did. He was in it briefly in an uncredited role. And there's so this is on this article's on mental floss, and there's little YouTube clips of each appearance. Number three, Chris Isaac in The Silence of the Lambs. Chris Isaac was a musician in the 80s. I'm trying to remember what his... Sorry, this is a... We're, we're, really, we're really well informed about this list. Yeah, totally. Chris Isaac, American musician mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and occasional actor. While he is widely known for his hit Wicked Game, yeah. which I'm not familiar with. And his... I've probably heard it before, but... And the song "Baby Did a Bad Thing" and "Somebody's Crying." Baby did a bad, bad thing. Uh, apparently, has a signature 1950s rock and roll style and crooner sound. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, so he was in Silence of the Lambs. Uh, he was a SWAT team commander. Yes. Okay, I pulled up his picture. I recognize him from Silence of the Lambs. Number four, Cameron Crowe, who is a director. Uh, appeared in Minority Report. Cameron Crowe. Did you see Minority Report? Yes. Okay. Multiple times. I like it. I did too. I thought it was uh, kind of. I thought it was a very interesting. Yeah, funny. Speaking of Tom Cruise. I saw, I saw, I saw. So I was just thinking, what if we're going through this list, and we find out that the thing we were talking about, even though it's what I googled, Glenn Close doesn't actually show up in this list. We'll find out. That could be crazy. Anyway, so what we're on number four. Cameron Crowe. I believe he directed... What did he direct? Crap. Cameron Crowe, American director, producer, screenwriter, journalist, blah, 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 blah. There was a movie that was like basically about his like life or his his becoming a His film writer. credits include Almost Famous, That's it. Sky, That's Jerry it. Maguire, Say Anything, We Bought a Zoo... Elizabeth Town. Okay, so Cameron Crowe is spotted as a man reading a newspaper on the subway in Minority Report. Also, apparently, Cameron Diaz and Paul Thomas Anderson are also passengers on the train, but their cameos didn't make the cut. Final cut. Interesting. Um, Lloyd Kaufman in Guardians of the Galaxy. Lloyd Kaufman. Director James Gunn cast his mentor, Lloyd Kaufman, the president and founder of Troma Entertainment, in a small role as a prison inmate in Guardians of the Galaxy. Ron Jeremy in Ghostbusters. Ron Jeremy, the... That one I knew about. I did not know about that. Really? Yeah. No. Ron Jeremy has had a quite a turn lately. He's like, he's a... Uh, he's on trial, or he was on trial, like, in the last year for, like... Oh, Really? really serious allegations uh i believe like maybe sexual assault type allegations um but anyway so he was in ghostbusters um he's in a crowd of people looking up after the containment unit explosion at ghostbusters hq oh here we go number eight is glenn close in hook nice she made the cut so she plays a pirate uh, named gutless the bearded pirate that Captain Hook punishes with a stay in the boo box. The boo box. Oh, here's a sweet one. Peter Jackson in Hot Fuzz. 
Really? I didn't know he was in Hot either. Fuzz. I loved Hot Fuzz, though. Hot Fuzz is awesome. That's such a ridiculous, over-the-top, and understated Yarp. Narp. Oh, another one. Kate. Bl- oh, yeah. I think I knew about this one. Kate Blanchett in Hot Fuzz. She plays the uncredited role as um, Janine, Nicholas Angel's forensic scientist ex-girlfriend. So oh. she's so she's in a in like a like a lab a, like a lab like suit. a lab get up okay it's like yeah. it's like they're investigating a, you know a crime obviously and they're talking on the phone like at the beginning. Um, I think Kate Blanchett could probably get away with walking onto movies and being like, "Hello, I think I'm going yes, to in this picture." I think so. And they'd be like, "Of course." Like, uh, yeah, clearly we've been waiting for you to show up so you can sit in this chair that we made for you. I think they would apologize. They'd be like, you know what? We're so sorry that we didn't, we, we, we weren't prepared for you. I'm just so, l- l- let's get you makeup right here. Yeah, she's, yeah, I think she'd definitely be up there. Okay. Um, Ian Brown in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Ian Brown from the Britpop band The Stone Roses. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know who that is. Some of this, come on, Mental Floss. I feel like you're better than this. I have, I mean, I'm sure he's a cool guy and the band is is cool. I've never heard of them. Spike Jones in the game. Ooh, the game uh, with uh, uh, Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. Yes, I loved the game. That movie. Granted, I watched it in college, so I was kind of ripe to having my mind blown by maybe basic movies. So I should go back and watch it again. But that movie was just like opened up my mind to like a new level of possibilities of what one could expect from movies. Is see, I'd never seen that one. I'm trying to think what that one. I can. It's a game. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Sean Penn is Michael Douglas's uh, kind of loser brother, mm-hmm. who's been into a lot of trouble, and okay. you know he's got like the classic, uh, like what what do you need now, and kind of stuff. And Michael Douglas is like this powerful man with like this huge business, and you know he inherited it from his father and has kept it going and lives in their estate. He's he's a little um, Ebenezer Scroogey in some ways. Michael Douglas's? Yeah, where he just, he does nothing for his own enjoyment. It's literally all about, like, business, and that's it. And so Sean Penn gives him a a gift that he can, like, choose to accept or whatever. He's like, this is for you, and just, like, go do it. It's such a life-changing experience. Like, I'm all clean now, and I don't need anything from you. And, um, and so he does it, and it just, the movie continues to unfold, and it's very... Uh, it's it's kind of twisty in some ways, and from what I remember, anyways, uh, it was really good. Of course, they are both fantastic, top-notch actors. So, so, so Sean Penn gives the gift to yeah Michael Douglas to, Michael Douglas. to this straight-laced like business-only guy. Yeah, and they're yeah. in the movie they're brothers, which is yeah okay hard to believe in some ways. But <laughs> it was also made you know twenty years ago. Yeah. So. Well, uh, so the director is David Fincher, who has made some kick-ass, really, like, mind-bending oh, yeah. films. Like, he's made, uh, gosh, where are the movies he's made? Well, Seven is one of them, which is great. Have you seen Seven? I have seen Seven. Yeah, yeah. Seven is, uh, it, it'll mess you up. It's a, it's a pretty great movie. Yeah, he also uh, did Fight Club. 
He directed Alien 3? And Zodiac. Yeah. He's directed some, looks like, music videos, commercials. Curious Case, Benjamin Button. Oh, he did Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Social Network. A lot of these movies I've noticed are kind of, um, even though they're really grounded in reality, they're still kind of surrealist in some ways. They have this kind of, I don't know, slightly off-tilt feel to them. Mm, Definitely. I mean, Fight Club is also one that I, of course, watched in college and was like, oh, Fight Club. You know, now I'm like, well... We are all Robert Paulson. Aren't we all? Um, Seven, I think, holds up... I, th- I submit I submit to you today, here and now, Seven holds up better than Fight Club. Yeah, and see, like... Fight Club was definitely, like, the trendy movie to watch, like, back, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God, Fight Club. I quote Fight Club. You haven't so seen great. Fight oh, my Club. God. Yeah. And then, you know, some people are still, like, Fight Club... But yeah, I think Fight Club is great, but I kind of agree. Like, as dark as Seven is, it, it I could probably say it's a better movie. Yep. Yep. Um, and even even Zodiac, which is about, which is in some ways is about the actual Zodiac killer that was never caught. Uh, it's man, like I said, it's grounded in reality, but it's very surreal, and it, it yeah, feels like you're definitely in the looking glass, so to speak. Let's see. So what movie was he in? Did, did you say? Sorry. Okay, back. so, yeah, number 12, it's, um, so it was The Game. That were, oh, so and he so was the, in the, the, game. the, well, the, um, the cameo was Spike Jones. Uh, he plays a paramedic who helps, uh, Michael Douglas's character after he falls through a glass skylight. Yeah. So it says, Spoiler. it says the director Fincher and Jones are good friends. Who both got started filmmaking through music video industry. So we're like, hey man, you want to be in a movie? Sweet. Yeah. Come on in. <laughs> Let's do it. Um. Yeah. That was. I mean, that was cool. But I, I'm. A, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed by the mo- like some of the movies they put on here. Cause I'm like, really? There's there's got to be better cameos than this. So Daniel Craig was in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I believe, but as like a stormtrooper or a first order trooper. Sorry, I believe. Mm-hmm. So like that was kind of a cool one because he's in a helmet. Like you can't, you don't know. You don't it's know him. it's him. He knows it's him. Does he talk? I can't remember. Does he talk? Uh, his character talks. I don't know if for Is that sure his that it's actual him voice doing the voice though. You loosen these restraints. I'll tighten those restraints. You loosen these restraints. I'll loosen these restraints. <laughs> you know, he old Jedi mind trick. You were loose. Classic. These restraints. Um, yeah, I definitely feel that list kind of lacked a little bit of like star power, though. Yeah, like some of. I mean, some of it or a lot of them were like, oh, it's a, it's a director, or it's this, yeah. or it's like it's some Brit pop band guy. I was expecting like, you know, a Tom Cruise somewhere, or, or uh, you know, something. Wasn't there, man, I thought I just, I didn't write it down. I thought there was a movie recently where I heard it was like Bill Murray or Jim, no, it was Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is in, dang, what movie is it? But he's just, he's just there, like eating in a restaurant or something. And, but there's like a full, like snippet of time where you can, you see it's him and you can tell it's him, but he has no business being in the movie whatsoever. (laughs) He's just randomly there. 
Uh, man, for the life of me, I can't remember what that movie that was. I don't know. Um, okay, so I found a Buzz a Buzzfeed a Buzzfeed list. Not a big fan of Buzzfeed. Uh, Buzzfeed who gets all their content from Reddit. Uh, they just, you know, troll the top post, and they're like, hey, we can make that make a great BuzzFeed article. Anyway, so this is, I think, more what we're looking for. Now, clearly we can edit some of this out if this gets to be too yeah, tedious. I, you know. uh, okay, so this is like, they asked the members of their community who would be the best, like, if someone won an Academy Award for Best Cameo Appearance, who should have won? Um, okay, and here's their list. It's 28. And they say there's light spoilers ahead for several films, so I guess... Anyway, number one is Stephen King in It Chapter 2. I did hear he was in that. Yep. Um, Which, it's not that surprising because he shows up, he tends to show up in, like, somewhere in any of his stories that, you know, that are turned into movies. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so he shows up in It Chapter 2, it's pretty funny. Um, he's like running a, he runs a, I think it's a bookstore, I think, or some store that he's in. Um, and you know, he's the guy behind the counter. He's kind of goofy. Uh, number two, Donald Glover, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Cause he's like, and he has like a speaking role in it too. Cause he's like gonna rob a car or something and spider-man webs him to the car and he's like what am i supposed to do you gotta let me go and he was like ah it'll wear off eventually the web will break down after 12 hours or something like that <laughs> he's like what i don't have that kind of time and he's like well maybe you have to you know think about what you've done and, and maybe make better choices in life because you know it's like uh spider-man the fledgling oh. child superhero basically oh, i'm, you know, I'm doing good stuff which i gotta admit he's definitely one of my favorite takes on spider-man um the homecoming one who is that yeah who, who? tom holland okay have not seen that one yet it's need to um so the the scene with will ferrell in it i found it it's in the movie impractical jokers the movie as a background extra and he's literally just he's like a background extra that's like four people in even it's not even front and center background so to speak uh but apparently the movie was produced by ferrell's company Funny or Die. Oh, okay. Co-produced the movie. But yeah, he's just there eating. He has no speaking role. Doesn't make eye contact with the camera or anything. He just... He's just there. Um, I have not seen that one. I haven't either. What was what was the Bill Murray one you were talking about just now? I couldn't remember. I thought it was Bill Murray. Man. I mean, Bill Murray shows up in a lot of, like, just in a lot of places you wouldn't expect him to show up. <laughs> Basically, if it's like... I don't think this would be something Bill Murray would do. He would show up. Yeah, he would do it. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Murray just, you know, walked down the stairs here and was like, hey, guys, how's it going? Yeah. Um, he played himself in Zombieland. Yeah, that was great. That was so that good. Was so awesome. <laughs> that was so good. We won't spoil what happened to We won't, but it's definitely, even if you don't like the, the, the premise of comedies or zombie movies. Zom- zombies? Or if you hate, uh, you know... Did you hear what I did there? Yeah, zombies. Zombies. That could uh, that the, anyway. uh, that that hasn't spawned its own genre of movie is kind of surprising to me because I love Zombieland. Did you watch the second one? I haven't yet. I haven't either. I've I have heard that. Well, 
heard, you know, I read like in one place online that it maybe was a little disappointing, but I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I would still want to watch it. I would want to watch the, the the first one, though. That could be a future podcast episode of sequels that were surprisingly good that are not Toy Story 2 or 3. Mm, yes. We can, branch, we can branch out. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go to number three. This is kind of, this is a funny one. Dustin Hoffman in The Holiday. You see him browsing behind Kate Winslet while Jack Black is talking about The Graduate. It's such a funny little visual gag. That is kind of hilarious. That, so I, I didn't, I didn't watch that movie. I watched like a little part of that movie. I saw it once, I think. But that is just such a weird mashup of actors in yeah, that movie. because it's Jack Black getting with Kate Winslet. I don't know if, I don't know if he gets with Kate Well, wasn't Winslet. she, wasn't she like. But like there's a mix up and they end up on holiday together. But yeah. then the two other people that they were supposed to be on holiday with also end up together. Right. And it's like Jude it's, Law. It's, and, it's vaguely coming back to me now. Yeah, it was just like a weird because Jack. But it was Black one of those is, like feel good, feel good romantic comedies. So yeah, absolutely. But that that because Jack Black is Jack Black. Yes, like he has a real hard time not Bless being Jack him. Black. Absolutely, I feel like he could show up at any film, and you, they would put him in it. Do you think that's how he got into the movie The Jackal? He was in with the Bruce Jackal? Willis. Yeah, so he. Uh, it, was it the Jackal or was it the Day of the Jackal? Because it, it was the Jackal. So the Jackal. Because okay, Day of the Jackal is a different movie. So the Jackal is loosely based on like a real life assassin, very loosely, which is Bruce Willis. And so Bruce goes around and like Wait, he's not an actual assassin. I he's could, just an actor playing an assassin. I feel like I couldn't say one way or the other <laughs> without getting in trouble. <laughs> okay. He could be. I mean Bruce Willie. He yeah, could be. Big Willie style. So he yeah we're just tying all like our own like podcast lore into stuff big willie style by will smith is actually about bruce willis Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from now on in my head that's that's canon uh but anyway so in the jackal bruce willis is an assassin and so he goes to different people for like you know different things like passports and uh, vehicles and he goes to this guy to make him a highly specialized uh like robotic gun and that guy he goes to is jack black Hmm. And it's like this weird. He's still very Jack Black. Okay, I think I've told you this before. I don't want to spoil it. Um, Jack Black is in Waterworld. Yes, but he's not like he's not on there long enough to be like Jack Black though. Right. Like he's because he's, he's like a background character basically. Well, he's like he's one of those weird like. Well, he's one of the smoker part of the smokers like gang. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you if you haven't if you're listening and you haven't seen Waterworld, stop what you're doing, pause the podcast, and go watch Waterworld. It is a cinematic masterpiece. I don't care what anybody says. It's a cinematic nightmare. He means, okay. he means masterpiece. It, it is a really good movie. It is 100 percent worth watching. <laughs> I do not regret watching it at all. But like the product, the producing that movie was a cinematic nightmare. Yes, it was. They had all kinds of trouble, all kinds of issues with that. It was like almost like it was almost a miracle it got made. Yeah. Really, so um, Jack Black is also in Ice Age. Really, he's part of the Saber Gang. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's like he only has like two lines of dialogue, and like on the second one, you like, I was like, man, that voice sounds familiar. Who is that? But it's quick. It's Jack Black. So then you move on, and then it's yeah. So his character is Zeke in Ice Age. Okay. 
Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. So number four that is is the Glenn Close hook um, appearance. We talked about that already. Uh, number five is David Bowie in Zoolander. He's a judge on the wa- of the walk off between Derek and Hansel. Yes, he plays himself. <laughs> which is the, sometimes I find that to be like the best kind of cameo is when somebody comes on and plays a version of themselves. Like uh, like uh, there was a TV show called Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. Mm-hmm. And it had James Vanderbeek as as a version of James Vanderbeek, where he's like a total jerk to everybody, and it was it was kind of great. Uh, okay, so talking about we're just all over the place here, and that's fine. Um, James Vanderbeek also is in um, uh, in addition to Dawson's Creek, which I never watched. Um, he was in uh, How I Met Your Mother. Is he? As uh, he was like the Canadian boyfriend of Robin, the the very you know proud of her Canadian uh, heritage character in that show. Okay. Um, so you know who I think I think I might I reserve the right to change this of course, but I think I've realized who my ultimate actor is that could walk onto any movie. And I'll I'll take it a step further, not just demand to be in it, but seamlessly transition into that movie. Okay. Alan Tudyk. Yes. Isn't he basically in every movie? The com- he might be actually. I'm pretty so, sure every movie is accredited to so him. So speaking of that, look. So not this is the next one. This is one after that. Look what it. Hey, Alan Tudyk in Zootopia. I've not seen that. That's really no. I haven't. Zootopia. You gotta watch. Uh, okay, so before you and your boy could watch that, yes, so we should watch that. Uh, before we get to Zootopia, um, this next one is great, and I forgot about it until I saw saw this. Matt Damon in Euro Trip. Is that where he's like the yeah? Scotty doesn't know. Scotty sequence. doesn't know. Yeah, he's like this like that comes up pierced a lot. like shaved head punk band punk dude. That comes up a lot in on like TikToks of what fictional band do you want to be real, and usually it's <laughs> either a Phineas and Ferb reference or it's a reference to that. What about Drive Shaft? Drive Shaft from J.J. <laughs> Abrams uh, multi-link universe musical band yes. Drive Shaft. Um, or Jesse's band from Breaking Bad. He's in a band. A band. They, like one episode, they he's they're like recording or performing, and they're it's just in one episode, and it's yeah. like just like one scene, and then that's all they hear you hear about the band after that. Yeah, because uh, obviously because he didn't have time to be in the band after that. Well, sure. I mean, when you're yeah, when you're making that uh, making that blue magic. Blue magic. Uh, okay, next one. Alan Tudyk, Zootopia. Voices a character named Duke Weaselton. Yep. A delightful play on his equally awesome role as Duke of Duke Weaselton in Frozen. Weaselton. Weaselton. My daughter loves Frozen. Who so doesn't I, love Frozen? I watched that. Actually, one time we were, my family was babysitting your son on like a Friday. I can't remember mm, why. Okay. When he was real little, still in the diapers. Mm, yeah. So we, yeah, watched Frozen. Yeah. Yeah, he's seen, I don't know. It's been a while since we've seen that. Should watch that again. Uh, I think we tried to watch. We were well. We did watch Frozen two one time when uh, 
when his grandma was out oh, yeah. last year, and I don't know how much he was into it. But um, next one, Keanu Reeves, always be my maybe. Okay, does yeah. that? Never heard. Of it. What counts as a cameo? I feel like that doesn't uh, count as a cameo. Have you seen that movie? No, but I know I'm judging this even though I haven't seen it. So th- remember, this is user submitted like yeah content here. Okay. Oh, so there, and, and then the, the 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 comment is like he was so hilarious in that. My take on a cameo would be like if they're in one scene, then that would be a cameo. But I know for a fact he's in at least two in that movie. Um, and the clips I've seen of that are make me those clips alone make me want to watch it. But see, I had never heard of that movie, so yeah, it's got um, uh, Jim from The Office in that movie. Oh, Jim Halpert. Yeah, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Um, so that's a reference to that episode we talked about where they have an actor friend who pretends to be Jim, but he's like an Asian guy. <laughs> he's in that movie. Oh, he's in that too? Yeah, he's not actually Jim. Oh, my God. Uh, Jim, it's that guy. That's awesome. Um, okay, next one. Chris Evans, Thor, A Dark World. He played Loki playing Captain America, and he was excellent. Okay. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it's, you know, whatever. Marvel yeah. movie. Michael Sarah, this is the end. Never heard of that one. That's the like a post. That's like the uh, Seth Rogen um, uh. post-apocalyptic, or well, apocalyptic and then post-apocalyptic um, movie. I think yes. Michael Sarah is such a weird niche actor. Yeah, it feels like. I feel like I feel like you really, you really. I don't know. I I still haven't seen. Um, uh, Arrested Development. I've seen a bunch like, of that. I haven't watched. I've seen a few episodes, but I haven't like watched the whole thing, and I have no idea what what's really going on, other, <laughs> other than the banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand. I had two hundred thousand hundred dollars in the, in the walls, walls of the banana, banana stand. stand. I always tell you, there's money in the banana stand. Oh my god, Dad! Nobody knew what you were talking about. <laughs> That's another one of those weird like. Uh, surreal movies a little bit or shows sorry it's great it's just it's a real weird mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah i should i don't know so the possibilities are endless we are like we should do this we should do that and we should do yeah. this so that's just another one that you know we need to watch um okay the next one billy idol the wedding singer yes as himself again yeah it was great. great. So that counts as a cameo for me because it's like one scene where the the big tough guy in that movie is like, "You don't want to mess with me, Billy. Stay out of this." And Billy just, you know, of course, socks him out. <laughs> Although, okay, so that's based on my criteria of you have to be in one scene. Okay, I have a question for you then. Mm-hmm. So in the wedding singer, they use part of his '80s music video "White Wedding" in the movie because they're like watching mtv or a music video of some mm-hmm. kind and yep so it must not be the 80s anyway whenever that takes place but yeah it's the 80s uh so like there's that scene like from his music video and that's part of the story is like they're watching it and then later on they're on like an airplane and suddenly mm-hmm. billy idol's there okay so like does that count because... i don't i don't think i don't the movie or the i'm sorry the music video doesn't count doesn't count okay because you know because it could it could have just easily been they watched it and he never shows up. You know, I don't. I don't think. I mean, it's always kind of. It, it always kind of. You know, it's 
tickles me a little bit when you you know when they when they watch something real you know or they you know yeah. like oh look at this you know but I don't think it counts as a cameo. So right. I think so. Cool. I think it counts. Cool. Okay, next one. I didn't know about this one. Dan Aykroyd, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, 1984. He's only in it for a split second and helps Indy, Short Round, and Willie get on a plane in Shanghai. No kidding. Dan Aykroyd? You gotta be kidding me. Huh. Sweet mother of Abraham Lincoln. It's the prospector. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, here's okay. the next one is one we talked about. Bill Murray, Zombieland. Yeah. That also, I think, is pushing my personal limits of what quality. Because he's in like cameo. he's in like he's in there for Couple a good scenes. amount of time. It's like right? a plot device that he's that because they go to Bill Murray's mansion uh, in Hollywood, and then he's there. So it's kind of I don't know. I mean, I, but I, but okay. Let's think about it this way: like you're shocked when he shows up, right? Okay, you're like, oh my true. god, it's Bill Murray. That's he true. was probably not on the movie poster. Nope. Nobody knew that he was going to be in it. True, it was a surprise to me. So I know that I know that he's in there for longer than kind of like what we're talking about, like just briefly. Yeah. But I think the but he's got such a star power that like instantly recognizable that that when you see him and you had no idea because you're watching this movie, you're like, okay, these are the people that are in it. Yep, I knew about that. Yeah, okay, this is cool, whatever. And then you're like, oh my god, it's Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Next one. Jody Benson, Enchanted. So I have not Enchanted. seen Enchanted. I don't know who she is until I read this. This. Uh, Enchanted is that the one with Anne Hathaway? No, that's uh, it's Amy Adams, I believe. She's like a princess. Uh, maybe I'm, th- I'm thinking of Ella Enchanted. Maybe. Yes. Enchanted. I think. Well, I could be totally wrong. Because I haven't seen it, but I think this is Amy Adams is like a like a like a storybook princess like that that comes to the real world or something. No, it's the other way. That's right. It's the one where she's like a she becomes know, a princess. It's it's in some ways it's like a uh, it's like a Hallmark movie. So she's like the the powerful businesswoman in New York or L.A. or one of those cities, and a prince from like a fantasy time, medieval time is brought to present day oh okay yeah i got it um okay so the significance of jody benson is that she is the voice of ariel from the little mermaid oh okay but she's like a real person in here and not a cartoony thing so i did not know about that i of course i obviously i didn't see the movie i didn't know what i had no idea what it was about i don't think i've seen it either actually i mean i have seen little mermaid a long time ago but not enchanted I've seen it more recently, having a daughter. I imagine. Under the sea. Under the sea. Okay. Uh, next one. So this is one I feel like <clears throat> I feel like we we both knew about this one. Peter Jackson in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes, didn't know about that. Always he always On manages to show up like very briefly in one like yeah. scene. In like each movie, right? I want to say yes, it's each movie. Was Actually, he in the Hobbit movies? Was he in? I can't remember. Because I, I know I've seen The Lord of the Rings so many times that I'm like, oh, yeah, there's Peter Jackson. Oh, there are his kids. His kids are in it, too. His kids are in it, too, yeah. And then Turn I look for the, uh, the guy, right? The One of the guy, one of the elves is from... Um, oh, yeah, so no, it's the guy from uh, Flight of the Concords. 
not Jermaine Clement, the other guy who, unfortunately, his name I don't remember. He's a huge Lord of the Ring fan, and that's an example of somebody who begged to be in a movie and was allowed to do it. He's in has like speaking lines. In which one? Uh, so he's the he's the elf that's like, there was once an alliance between men and elves. We come to honor that. Alliance. Oh, that guy. That guy. That guy. He's, if I'm if that's the guy, I'm if I, if I have my facts straight, he's the one, and he is part of. Okay, I gotta look this up. Although now that I'm looking at a picture of Flight of the Concords guys, I'm questioning if that's correct. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, he is. Look, is that him? What's his name? Well, no, it's not that guy though. Not that guy. It's a different. It's a different guy. It's a different elf. Do I? Okay, so he's a different elf. See, he looks. In there. Look, he looks. It's this guy. Yes, that's the guy. So it's not this. It's not quite that same guy. But I mean, yeah, that's cool. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, he's, um, he's the guy who campaigned for it and got into it. Wouldn't that be fun if you could just be like, you know what? I hear, I hear they're making this movie. I'm a big fan of this whole, you know, that whole thing, you know. And yeah. I really want to be in the movie. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna send a tweet to Peter Jackson. Exactly. And everything else is history. If only. Um, okay, number sixteen. Jimmy Buffett in Jurassic World. Mm. Haven't seen Jurassic World. The new, the new one. Is that one of the newer ones? Yeah, 2015. Okay. I own it. I bought, I, bu- I bought like the collection like oh, this past like summer, because you know I've seen the first three. The first one is a classic, of course. Just yes, historical. I don't think I've ever watched any any of the sequels. I've only seen the very first movie. You haven't seen Lost World? No. Nope. <laughs> I know what. I know. Um, well, you can okay. borrow. You could borrow my set if you'd like. I have a question for, about those. Like, is Jeff Goldblum in the rest of them? Well, he's in the set. The, he's the main, like the main character in the second one. Okay. Because he, so, yeah, it's a base. It's all about him. I'd be willing and, like to see his the adopted one. daughter. Oh, all right. Um. Yeah, that one's that one's all right. That one's, that one's okay. Um, third one. I believe is the return of Sam Neill. Oh. He comes back. He kind of has a history of doing that a little bit, doesn't he? I feel like he did that with the with the Jaws movies, where he was in one and he came back. Sam Neill was in Jaws. I swear he was in. Maybe he was just in one. He was in. I want to say he was in the one with Mike with uh, Michael Caine. Oh, so Michael Caine. Other than other than the first one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. Um, so Jimmy Buffett, so he's only in it for a second, but he's holding two margaritas while evading dinos. Oh, because of... Margaritaville. Right. Yeah. So I always think of, uh, uh, speaking of weird like sequel movies, it's not a sequel at all, but there was a movie called Club Dead or something like that. It was Dread? a broken lizard movie. Club Dread. Club Dread? Yes. Yeah, it was like a movie they tried to make after um, after Super Troopers, and there's a guy. Ah, is it Bill Paxton who's in that? And he's like a washed up singer dude, and someone is like, "Play Margaritaville." He's like, "No, it's Pina Colada Town," and I wrote my song three years before he came out with that. Before that hack came out with his <laughs> rip off song of my classic Pina Colada Town. Yeah. <laughs> 
just that is so i will say that that's probably the best part of that movie i love broken lizard but that that movie was just atrocious See, I think you're the one who recommended that movie to me, and I watched it, and I enjoyed it. I don't think... I Did I? I, I don't know. Well, because we, we were big on that Broken Lizard thing, because, like, Beer Fest. Yeah, and, Super Troopers. Which is great. I thought Beer um, Fest was underrated, actually. I like... I really like Beer Fest. Even That's as good. a guy who's a teetotaler, for the uninitiated, your vocabulary word of the day is teetotaler, mm. which means I don't drink alcohol. Uh, How can you like a movie about beer? I mean, I'm a complicated guy, Mac. Um, do we want to keep going through this list? It's a big list. Uh, you know, let's, let's do Should it. Should I just like rapid fire it? I'm gonna just like maybe not talk about each one and just go like just continue. Yeah, I'm gonna edit this part. I just like uh, like scroll through and find like a gem. All right, so Will Ferrell, Wedding Crashers hilarious he's not like but again that kind of stretches the cameo because he's in like a whole it's an entire scene and he talks a lot ma meatloaf (laughs) more meatloaf that could that's probably his third greatest role and i'm notoriously a will ferrell hater okay so third what would be the first two okay maybe his fourth greatest role Okay, first three. Okay, my favorite is his appearance in the Lego movie. His yes. role in the Lego movie. Okay. Uh, for me, that's number one. Number two wait, is... Wait, 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 wait. You say his appearance because he plays the evil overlord guy. I mean, they're kind, of, they're kind, they're kind of the same, but right. he plays Lord Business and he's also... The dad. The dad. Yes. You're talking about together or just the dad? Both, both bits. Lord his, his roles in the Lego movie are fantastic, and he yes. does them very well. Okay, so, so that's number, number one. one for me. Number two will probably always be Zoolander. Mm. Mugatu. Mugatu. Magnum. <laughs> number three. So hot right now. Uh, Blades of Glory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is one of the few movies I like that has him in it in a main role that I can yep. tolerate. Yep. And then that one would be number four. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see. Keith Richards, Pirates of the Caribbean, blah, blah, blah. Okay. He's Jack Sparrow's dad. Yeah. That I feel one. like that one's pretty. I mean, that's basically who who um, that was who Johnny Depp like modeled his performance after. Right? Yeah. I think that was like the joke. The right? Coolest cameos, but it's kind of a gimme in that. I mean, anybody who's seen the movies or is in or is even casually interested in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies knows Oh, yeah. No, that's the guy he, you know, models okay. look after. Now he's in the movies. Um, Brad Pitt, Deadpool 2. I didn't even... I Well, that, I don't think I've seen Deadpool 2. That is one of my favorite cameos also. Really? I won't say it's one of the best, but it is one of my favorites. Well, now I really want to see Deadpool 2. You, if you liked the first one, I would suspect you'd like the second one. I did like the first one. Um... Did you see Ke- the movie Keanu? There's a movie called Keanu? Yes. Does it have Keanu it's in it? It's about a cat named Keanu. No way. No, I've never heard of this. So it's by, it was made by like the Key and Peele guys. Okay. Uh, by Keegan Michael Key, Key, Key and, and Jordan Peele. Yeah. Um, so Anna Ferris. Ooh, I do like Anna Ferris. Is in, is in that. And it's. <laughs> is this like a parody? It's got to be like a parody movie because she's got like a bride look going on in that picture you just showed me, like yeah, Kill Bill style. It, yeah, kind of. It's um, God, it's been a while since I've seen it. I believe that she plays herself. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, she plays herself in 
so basically these these two guys are looking for their cat or one I think it's uh, Jordan Peele's cat Keanu they're searching all through like LA for their cat and they somehow <laughs> for a time they hook up with Anna Ferris and some other like Hollywood folks and it gets really weird uh yeah um J.K. Simmons, Spider-Man: Far From Home. I did. It's like a I newscaster. Seen, or I have something. not seen Far From Home yet. Um, I want to. I really liked, really liked the other Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. Mike Myers. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mike Myers was in that. So does that does that count as a cameo? Because he's playing another person. It's not like. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. He's not playing Mike Myers. You know, it's yeah, like, I mean, uh, it counts because I mean, I don't think they don't have to play themselves. They just have to like. Well, it's like a surprising appearance. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, I feel cool like. That. I mean, we could define it both ways, I guess, but I think this is all. This is like a little more loosely. Like it's more yeah. of like a shock or surprising to see him. Because Mike Myers is kind of like the king of bit parts right now, where he because he was in that and he was also in. There's a movie called The Monuments Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, which mm-hmm. is based on the real events of some guys whose purpose was to preserve uh, like historical pieces of art and literature and different things during World War II, and so he was uh, he was in that. It, he just had this like real bit, real bit part, and I had to like look for a minute. I was like, wait, is that is that Mike Myers? It's Mike Myers. Now, okay, speaking of World War II, he was in Inglorious bastards right was he, he was one of the officer guys like that was briefing them at the he beginning was. towards the beginning right was he yeah, they were briefing um fastbender he's all like oh he's always like he's yeah, a very he proper was, british blah, blah 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 the queen i totally forgot about that um i'm gonna give mike myers a, an extra credit here oh an extra credit here for um baby driver because what they wanted what? to do, yes. Wait, Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. Hold on, I saw that, Pump and I don't remember him being in that movie. He was so he wasn't, but he gets a credit anyways in my book. Because what they wanted to do is get Michael Myers masks for oh. like, what they were going to do for the for robbing the bank, but they couldn't get the rights, and so they called up Mike Myers, thinking, "Hey, wouldn't that be funny if that was like a line of dialogue that where they were like, Did you, this isn't Michael Myers, this is Mike Myers from Austin Powers.'" And so he was like, "Well, yeah, that sounds great, do it." <laughs> so that's that's how he got in there. So I think I think he gets credit for that, in my opinion. Okay, I, I think it fits the spirit of of what we're talking about. I here. think that's uh, I think that's the molehill I'll die on. Actually, that's fight me. He gets credit. I don't want to fight you. No, no, not I agree you personally. You. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you out there. You out there. Send me your angry letters about how I'm wrong. I'll, I don't know, read them. Um. Okay. Let's see. Some of these other ones I'm like, eh, whatever. Okay, Neil Patrick Harris in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Isn't he in all of those Harold and Kumar movies? Like, he shows up randomly. I think so, yeah. It's just like this really weird because he and he plays himself. Is he playing himself, yeah. It's always kind of. I've seen this one. I don't know if I've seen any of the other ones. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of those. Um. Yeah, it, it, hijinks and like crazy 
ish happens. Like blackouts and drugs and drugs and just police and yeah. all that stuff. Constantly in trouble. Um, That's how I picture him in real life, actually. <laughs> no, no reason at all to think of him that way. But like that's how I think of him. And it's almost like okay, it's almost like it's an, it's it'd be like an extension of his character from How I Met Your Mother. It would it? Barney Stinson. Yeah. Barney. Maybe no, maybe not. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen both of those. Um, Ming Na Wen Mulan, 2020. She was the voice actor in the animated movie, so it was cool to see her show up in the live action version. I have seen neither of those. Which I know a lot of people are like, you haven't seen the animated one? The, you should. I know. I know there was a lot of like backlash about the, the live action one that came out. but Yeah, they really... I haven't seen it. The main reason I considered watching it was because Donnie Yen's in it. And Donnie Yen is pretty, pretty fantastic. So yeah, Ming-Na Wen is like... Um, she has the, holds like a holds like a Disney tri, uh, hat trick, right? Because she's in, uh, she's the voice of Mulan. She's in uh, the Mandalorian, so she's oh. Star Wars. Okay. And isn't she in like a Marvel movie too? She's also? in. What am I missing? Superhero drama Agents of Shield. Agents, yeah. So, so she's the got, show, TV show. Yeah. So she's in. Yeah, that's about the 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 biggest hat trick you can hit is being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe animated disney and then star wars at the at the at the present time yep. so those of you who are listening to us into the in the year you know 5023 i'm curious what what your hat trick would be then please discuss um okay kevin bacon planes trains and automobiles that's a classic movie that i haven't seen same it's kind of on my list of ones that i've like, heard it's a really really great film honestly if we still had blockbuster i'd probably have watched it by now Walking there, all walking up and down the aisles, like you know what? That's right. This was on my list, wasn't it? Yeah, I miss Blockbuster. So he has a quick battle for a taxi with Steve Martin, and it's just so damn good. <laughs> all right, and the last one that they put on here is, of course, Stanley in every Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Okay, I call BS on that right here, right now. This is another thing that I will absolutely die on. Instead of that, so I'm okay with again, like. Like we talked about earlier, um, steal like an artist, but don't act like it's the original thing. I, in that spot, would have put Stan Lee in Mallrats. Because Kevin Smith convinced Stan Lee to come in on Mallrats far before the Marvel Cinematic Universe was roping him in to doing that. So and you I think of his cameos, to be clear. Yeah. I mean, they're all they're all great. They're all funny. You're like you're all, you know you're waiting for yeah. you know when's he gonna show up? Stan Lee in the Marvel movies is probably potentially the best part of the Marvel movies. Potentially, I don't know. We'll see. I haven't seen all of them, so I can't say that definitively. But Marvel fans, uh, but like he gave out us. great relationship advice in Mallrats. So you think that would be like a more appropriate like a more shocking appearance it was I, well i think it would be because you think mall rats you're like like i had no idea like why the hell would stanley show up in this movie yeah and it's just there's i'm sure there's a story i'm sure we could youtube it kevin smith's we probably could. talked about it but like i think that is far more yeah the, putting pivotal. him as the, the cameos in all the movies that's like 
that doesn't belong number one. That should have been like the thirty, the, the the end of the list. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, also, I think I think of the like these cameo lists. Personally, I would probably order it by like most known to least known, maybe, um, or at least my perception of that. And I think who doesn't know that Stanley, even people who have never seen a Marvel movie. They know yeah, I'm sure they've them. heard like, oh yeah, doesn't Stan Lee Stan like Lee show up in every movie? Yeah. Like, yep. So I think I think I definitely would have put Mall Rats. I think that's a I think putting the Marvel movies as a cop out a little bit. I agree with you because that is more interesting to me than him being like in that in the context of that list. It's more interesting to me him being in Mall Rats than it, than him than than them just basically being like Oh yeah, we got, can't forget Stanley. Number one, he's in every movie. Yeah, that was uh, Mallrats is nineteen ninety five. So they, that was a that was a powerhouse cameo to to okay, a certain wait, group wait, of okay. people. Yeah, so I was just gonna say, would people watching that movie have even known who he was? I think the target audience for that movie would would have known exactly okay. who that was. Okay, in my opinion, well, that was a fun little avenue we went down listeners if you have any other cameos that you think are fun or interesting let us know because you've heard my opinion we'd like to hear yours i think i think some of the coolest ones are some of the most obvious ones i think it is really cool that stanley's in all the marvel movies to be clear yeah for sure it's I fun th- i like I th- it i think it's more interesting to cinema history and to cameos in general that he was in mall rats first uh before a lot of people you know the 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 popular culture would recognize who he is Mm. um and i think the keith richards thing is although it's like super on the nose it was still super cool it was still fun that they did it seeing that in the theater uh you know when i remember watching that i was like is that keith oh it's keith richards keith richards yeah and then that he was such a powerful like influence in the in the pirate lore and stuff was just it was very appropriate without being i thought too ridiculous but anyway was your do you have a favorite then like where you're always like that's my favorite cameo yeah like if you go back and you watch it well like he's mentioned lord of the rings you're always like ah there's peter jackson kids and there's sean austin's kid is in lord of the rings as well samwise gamgee um who recently graduated from college now was that his kid or was it just that it was the kid the girl who plays his kid, and then she graduated, and then there was a picture of them together. The, okay, so now. I think at the end of Return of the King, it was Samwise Gan, Gamgee's, you see his daughter, which was also Sean Austin's daughter in real life. Uh-huh. And okay, okay, okay. I think, if I remember right, it's been a little while since I've powerhouse those Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, because I refuse to watch anything but the extended editions, so that's a yeah, time commitment. that's a big commitment. Um... Okay. Favorite cameo. Um, I don't know if I have an absolute favorite. <sighs> That's a tough one. Um, what? Which one did you say was your favorite? The Keith Richards one? Yeah, Keith Richards, the Stanley one in Mallrats, Alan Tudyk in anything. I don't care if he's like the lead. I'm always like, That's it, it's Alan Tudyk. Um... I think it's hard for me to come up with one. 
I, I don't know if there's one that like just absolutely stands out as my favorite. I guess Will Ferrell and Wedding Crashers was really great. Yeah. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, I you know, and I don't know, like I can't remember the first time I saw it. Like I don't, you know, I don't know if I was, ex- I don't think I was expecting that. So I was like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess I'd probably say that one for now. Although, okay, that Matt Damon one in Eurotrip, I need to watch that movie again. But just the picture of him and the from the clip in this in Buzz this BuzzFeed list, he's like. He just looks like wild. His mouth's open, his tongue's like sticking out. Yeah. It's like that's not the Matt Damon everyone knows and loves. You know That's what makes it so great cuz it's so different. It does. Okay, what about I know this is this is pretty much breaking the rule of can, of, the, of the cameo that we're talking about here. But it was like I don't I was it also similarly unexpected was Tom Cruise in um Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Because he was in the he was like a char- like one of the main character well not the yeah. main character but he was a I think he his, was a character throughout the whole movie I think his acting in that is what was so unexpected and his the appearance of his character's appearance like even his physical the, appearance yeah even by the casting and like the the crew and stuff like <clears throat> they all talk about how shocking he was in character in that movie and how he just <laughs> committed um, so yeah that's that's that was pretty good. So I yeah. will say so I don't know if this counts, but speaking of talking about Matt Damon, you know, singing and punking out in that movie, I was thinking of like um, at the end of Rat Race when Smash Mouth is there and they crash into that Smash Mouth concert. <laughs> like <laughs> for me, that was very unexpected. I just because you know it was yeah. themselves and they you know do All Star and it's like that yeah, was yeah. kind of you know in some ways like the epitome of that era mm-hmm, of movies mm-hmm. um but man i just that's a movie i haven't seen in a while i just loved that i just love rat race honestly the whole movie top to bottom was just absurd and fantastic and like because there's there's like there's this thing right like yeah and they just they just cover the whole gamut of there's like potty humor and yeah like, sometimes it's like, literal potty humor a prayer dog in it. A prayer dog. In it. <laughs> yes. Or uh, Rowan Atkinson is the narcoleptic. Although I think <laughs> I think watching that movie in today's like political climate would. I don't. Yeah, be I think it would be. Yeah. Because uh, for those who don't know, it's about a bunch of rich guys in Las Vegas who set up a like dead drop of money, and they tell certain people randomly. In a casino, they give, like, certain people a chip or something that tells them to come to, like, an executive suite, and they tell them, hey, there's this money in this place. First person who goes to get it wins. And they're all like, oh, okay. And some people are think they're, you know, being put shined on or whatever, but they all go for it. But then you find out that all these executives and stuff from, from Vegas and different things um, are, like, just gambling on who's going to win. <laughs> And like that's the point of the of the movie from their perspective, and it's just these rich guys who are screwing around with these poor people, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, just thinking about that in today's political climate sounds kind of depressing. Might be worth a well, yeah. But it's a hilarious Interesting movie. To see. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is, it is great. I think I think for the most part, safe to watch with your parents. With your parents. I mean, you know, there's some movies where I think I would feel weird about watching it with my parents. 
<laughs> watching with your parents as, my, as a child or watching with your yes, parents now as an adult? Both. Uh, or watching it like with, you know, some movies, it's like, I don't know. I watched it with my siblings and they're 8 and 10 years younger than me and that was fine. So it was pretty, it was relatively family friendly right. from what I re- recall. Um, so yeah, I don't even know if that counts as a cameo, but Rat Race, which is great. Just great. Cool. Well, we'll. Uh, I think that's a wrap. I think so. I think that's a wrap. Um, one more thought on Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Uh, you know, thinking about Tom Cruise, you know, I guess think whatever you want about him as far as like his, you know, religious beliefs and uh, is he crazy? Is he not? Whatever. But can't dispute that the man commits to his roles and he is a great actor true you know i can't dispute that and he does a lot of his own stunts almost now, all in of his, his in his mission impossible era which has been a long time now which is like 20 years long now yeah. right well shoot that would have been like 95 the first one was it i think that that sounds about right so that would be 25 years now 26 Jeez. and he's still going yeah, he's making an... I mean, there's another one coming out, and I'm sure there's ones after that. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think I think we can wrap. Um, yeah, it was a good, good episode. Cool, thanks for stopping by, everybody. I've heard, I have actually heard from uh, one of our loyal listeners. They sent me a picture that they had completed episode three and eagerly awaiting for the next episode and asked me why we hadn't posted it yet. So we're shooting for an every two-week-ish well, it. it'll be out so, Wednesday. I let her know. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Um, you can catch us uh, catch us on the old Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace um, at the Open Eclectic, all one word. Um, if you feel like throwing us a couple shekels, um, we're on Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I. Uh, if you want to. Give a little bit of a donation. Maybe we can, and, well, and we put that towards some better equipment and everything. So we'll put it towards our cameo budget. Yes, <laughs> Will Ferrell, um, or Tom Cruise, maybe. I don't know. Maybe to find out how intimidating he is in real life. Wow, can you imagine sitting down for an interview with Tom Cruise? I, I honestly, I can't. I don't know what kind of research I would have to do for that. Oh God, because yeah, you just think about. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. That would be. T- I'd have to. We'd. Uh, I'd have to prepare a lot. Yes, a lot. I'd be like, okay, I'm watching his entire catalog. I know. I'm watching every interview he's ever done. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, anyway, yeah. So check us out. Um, we. So if you go to our Facebook page, we have planned our first event. Josh yes. and I are planning on going to see. On or I guess as close to as our schedules allow to the premiere of Top Gun Two. Speaking of Tom Cruise, yeah, Top Gun, one of both of us favorite movies all time. Oh yeah. Um, so we're really we've really been looking forward to this Top Gun Two, which has been delayed. Uh, I want to say twice because yeah. of because of um, you know the pandemic and everything. Uh, but it's slated to come out in November. Um, check out the Facebook page for. The exact date or google it or whatever um but anyway yeah we're planning on going to see it and i'm and I'm sure there'll be an episode about it so absolutely be on the lookout all right farewell
Good night, everybody! In the... Speaking of ripping off stuff from other places, like from Frasier. Everybody, good night! Good night, everybody! Something about scrambled eggs! Thank you so much for listening. You can find The Open Eclectic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and MySpace. Want us to ramble on about something specific or have a comment on what you just heard? Send us an email at theopeneclectic at gmail.com. We now have a Ko-Fi if you feel like supporting the show. That's ko-fi.com slash theopeneclectic. Or support the show by leaving us a review. Thanks. We hope you'll join us again next time on The Open Eclectic. <laughs>